we need to know that we can be happy single, happily single, mm. you know, before we can be happily married. Mm. So when two happily single person meet each other, then they can be happily married. Yeah, If yeah, you think yeah. that your happiness depends on somebody else, then we are going, getting ourselves into trouble. Welcome to Our Faith Journey, a podcast that focuses on how to find joy and purpose in an abundant relationship with Christ. My name is Joe Chang, and I've noticed that most Christians today struggle to develop a personal connection with God. This podcast will share practical ways on how to foster a relationship with Christ so that you can experience lasting joy. Well, today is super exciting because we're starting a new series called Love and Relationships. You know, God designed us as relational beings, not just in a relationship with Him, but with others. And I believe all of us, deep down, desire meaningful romantic relationships. Yet things get complicated. You know, some of us have had to deal with issues like breakups, divorce, loneliness, premarital sex, toxic relationships, and broken families. And all these issues come up because of relationships. So in this series, we'll be going through each phase of the relational journey and how does God ask us to approach each season of life. My hope is that this series will help you win in relationships, both now and in the future. Today, we're starting with a topic of singleness. You know, this topic really hits home for me because I'm currently single and one of my growth areas in life has been learning how to treasure my season of singleness. So when I was brainstorming who I wanted to interview for this episode, uh, I was talking to some of my Malaysian friends back when I was in Malaysia, and I was referred to someone by the name of Dr. Fong. Now, I'll keep things brief since he'll share about what he's doing and who he is in the interview, but Dr. Fong is a missionary doctor in Uganda that's chosen to be single for life. And to be honest, I haven't met many people who has chosen singleness willingly. Like, I know I don't want to be single for life. But just by the way he talks, you can sense the amount of joy that's just emanating out from him. And he shares a lot of wisdom about what it means to be a single Christian and how this season of life has more blessings than you might think. And for those of you that are in dating relationships or married, maybe this episode would be good for you so that you can help your single friends. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Dr. Pham. Well, I'm really excited to start this series on relationships because, um, yeah, this is a just a series I've been thinking about for a while, and I'm super excited to have also Dr. Fom on the show. Dr. Fom, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So uh, just a quick story about how I met Dr. Fom over the phone, actually. So uh, I have some colleagues here in... PAH, Penang Adventist Hospital, where I'm currently volunteering. And uh, Dr. Ta, who is currently the vice president of medical admin, uh, knows Dr. Fahm and just sent him an email uh, just asking him uh, if he would be interested in having this conversation. And he was so nice and agreed to do it. And he's on the phone with me right now. And where are you right now, Dr. Fahm? I'm in Uganda. Uganda. Tell us more about, yeah, tell us more about Uganda. What are you doing there? Well, I'm serving as a 
medical director as well as a missionary surgeon in a hospital called Ishaka Adventist Hospital. Wow. Uh, this is, you know, when you hear those missionary stories, this is Dr. Fom in real life is a, is one of those stories. <laughs> hey, so Dr. Fom, just to share us a little more about yourself, uh, where you're from and what you're doing right now. Well, I'm from Malaysia and I graduated in India from Christian Medical College. Then I went to UK to do my surgery. And after finished my bond with Penang Adventist Hospital, I felt called to be a missionary. So I've been serving as such since 1998. Wow, 1998. You know, I was born in 1997. So <laughs> wow. you've been serving almost as long as I've lived. Wow. Um, just for curiosity's sake, how many countries have you served in as a missionary? Well, this is my number six country I've been serving. Number six. Mm -hmm. Would you like to I was first in Nepal. Okay. Then I went to Zambia. Then I went to India. Then I went to Malawi. Then I went to Nigeria. I'm now here in Uganda. Wow. That is impressive. These are the countries that not many people think about maybe, but you're in there. You're in the midst of there doing good work for God. So, uh, yeah, props to answering God's call in your life, Dr. Fum. Um, so anyways, let's just dive into, uh, the topic of this episode. And, you know, I wanted to bring you on, uh, because what I've heard from my colleagues is that, uh, you, you chose to be a missionary and you also decided to say, stay single for the rest of your life. So, I mean, I believe you probably know quite a lot about the topic of singleness. So on that note, uh, I'm just curious, why did you choose to stay single for the rest of your life? Well, I have not really thought of staying single until I was called for the first time to serve as a missionary surgeon in Nepal in 1998. Mm. I was practically the only surgeon then the work was hectic. I'm working day and night on duty 24-7. And I realized that if I would continue to serve in the mission field, I would have very little time for my family. Mm. And I have a passion for mission work, yeah. finding much joy and satisfaction in serving the poor and needy. So the conviction to stay single continues to deepen as I move from one mission station to another. It appears to me that providentially, God has been leading me in my choice to stay single. Mm, so it the calling started like as you stepped into the mission field, right? As, as you were there, you really mm -hmm. realized that, you know, I don't have time for a family, right? If you, um, yeah. you weren't able to balance that. Uh, and let me ask, was it, was it difficult for you to accept that? That uh, a family wasn't an option well, or yeah? It was not so difficult, you know, I thought about it on and off, but you know, God has given us different calling. Mm. And so to me, if this God's calling for me, I'm happy. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that's an awesome thing because I think, at least from, I've seen from friends and stuff that it's singleness can be difficult to, to accept sometimes. And I see that you've accepted it with so much grace and also I mean, I can literally see the joy in your face, you know, that 
you've really embraced what God has for you and it doesn't seem like you're missing out on anything. <laughs> oh, thank you. So uh, on that note, I, you know, in today's culture, I see that love and romance really saturates everything, you know, like from popular music, TV shows and movies. Yeah. And as a kid, I heard a lot of messages that, you know, say, referring to someone you love, you know, you complete me or I'm one half and you're the other half and, or you're my life, you're my everything. It's like all the love songs, you know, all these messages that have been said. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it kind of is implying that we need someone else in our life to be whole. So how would you respond to this message from a Christian perspective? Well, I know from the Bible that we are complete in Christ. Mm. Hence, I believe that whether we are single or married, each of us is individually complete in Christ. Adam was first single and complete in Christ before he met Eve. Mm. So was Eve with Christ before she met Adam, who was yet to wake up from his anesthesia. Mm. <laughs> so there's this like understanding that we need to find completeness in Christ, right? Before, mm -hmm. before we um, find another person. So I guess maybe on that train of thought, like what is so uh, difficult about finding that completeness in Christ? Why do you think people turn to love and relationships instead? I personally feel that um, we need to know that we can be happy single, happily single, mm. you know, before we can be happily married. Mm. So when two happily single person meet each other, then they can be happily married. Yeah, if you yeah, think yeah. that our happiness depends on somebody else, then we are going, getting ourselves into trouble. Right, right, right. And that's how many of these marriages fail because they thought they will, will be able to get their happiness from the other person. Ah, the source of our happiness, right? Like, where does that... Yeah. Where does that it's lie? It's always in Jesus. Mm. You know, you can be happy in Christ, being single, as well as being married. Without mm. Him, this joy and happiness will not last. Right. You'll be in vain. Mm. That's, I, I've heard someone say this. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but it kind of makes sense along this train of thought. Like single people are sad and married people are mad. <laughs> because single people are, are longing for something, you know, they're sad that they don't have it. And then when you're married and you expect this other person to fulfill this happiness that honestly, like you said, only God can fulfill, right? The deepest yes. longings of our heart, you know? Yeah, so amen. Amen. How, how for yourself, mass, like in your, you know, your, your season, your life season of being single, how have you found happiness in Christ? Well, my greatest joy is always having communion with Him. Mm. I take pleasure spending time with God in, in, the, in my devotion mm -hmm. and you know, in my meditation. And I still go into the nature. Mm. I've always found joy. And I find a lot of joy in service too. Right, right. So I, because He's ever with us. Mm. So mm. stay connected with Him and that joy will flow mm. in your heart. Yeah. Mm. I like how, how you have different avenues, you know, like nature is, is powerful for you just as much as, 
you know, reading the Bible or prayer, right? And mm-hmm. I'm sure community mm-hmm. plays a vital role because just because you're single doesn't mean you're al- alone, right? I'm sure church plays a big mm-hmm. role in your life and your work oh, community. Yes. Mm. Um, so uh, on that note of church, you know, sometimes I guess some Christians, they, they kind of think that marriage is like plan A, you know, and singleness is plan B as if uh, when you're single, it's like, oh, it can't, you know, can't wait until you get that person in your life, you know, as if the best version mm-hmm. of Christian life is when you find a significant other and get married. So I guess, mm-hmm. how would you address a single Christian who's heard these type of messages? I think this is far from the truth because yes, plan A, a was God's original plan you know, for man before sin entered the world. Yeah. And from my understanding of the scriptures, it was meant to be temporary because ultimately we will again be single in a hereafter. Mm. As Jesus Christ said in Matthew 22, 30, it says, for in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. However, when men sin, there was an option to be single. So both singleness and marriage are good. It depends on God's will for us. God, who appointed Jeremiah as a prophet while he was still in his mother's womb, told him not to get married. So hence, our part is to ask God to show us his will for us. Mm-hmm. And in fact, to stay single is actually a gift. And hence, it is not for everyone. Uh, okay, I, wanna, I want you to dive more into that. You said, first of all, singleness is a gift, but then it's not mm-hmm. for everyone. What? What do you mean by that? Meaning, you know, Christ himself has said, you know, once uh, the disciples you know, said, if there's a case, it's better not to get married. Christ said, not everybody can take it, you know? Mm. Some people are born uh, not to be able to get married. Some are eunuchs. Mm. Some have chosen it for the for the sake of God, for his, for his work. Yeah. So everyone is different, but to whomsoever this gift is given, then let it be. So the important thing for each of us is to find out from God what is His will for us. Mm. And then accept that will accordingly. I think we'll be the happiest person on earth. Yeah, yeah. It, you're leaning into this idea, right? That at the end of the day, we want to follow God's will in the situation. Amen. Right? Amen. It, God's will, if it's really God's will for you to be single, like, I mean, it might be harder for some than others. But if we can really mm-hmm. lean into that, I think we can find, you know, the happiness that God wants to give us. But Amen. I mean, at the same time, I'm thinking about this topic and, you know, I, I have a couple of single friends that might be older and like, how do I say this? I, I know they desire to get married. So maybe mm-hmm. for those people that desire to get married and still single, like, how will they know? Like, is it is it really God's will for them to continue staying single, or is it like time? I don't know. It's it's a very like ambiguous question. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. The the thing is, uh, if we want to get married, the scripture is clear as well as from a spirit of prophecy. You know, the whom should be the person we should get married to. For instance, we should be unequally yoked. You know, etc. And so, if we cannot find somebody like that then it is better to choose to be single and follow God's will, you know, for mm, his sake. I see what you're you know? saying. 
then to commit sin by marry a non-believers and then make a hell of our life. Right, 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 right. That's such a good point. I mean, like you said, it's it's better for us to be single than to get into a relationship in a marriage with with someone that maybe like how do I say? yeah, like you're saying, like things like a non-believer, someone who maybe doesn't align with what is God calling you to do. Or uh-huh. you know, there's there's important like how do I say this? Yeah, deal breakers in a sense. That if you are gonna mm-hmm. step into a relationship in a marriage with this person, it's gonna be even worse for you than if you stay single. That's very true. Mm. You know, uh, and I think this is so serious that we need to pray about it. If God wants us to get married and we are serious about it, we'll find that person. And if, if, if he thinks that it is best not to, then he will not bring that uh, person into our life. Right. So our part is just to follow God, love him and obey him and leave it to God. It is God who is going to choose our spouse anyway. Right. You know, he right. chose it for Adam. Mm. You know, so did he choose it for for Isaac? So mm. why do we worry? There's nothing to worry about. That. <laughs> and if we cannot find somebody, God's grace is always sufficient for us. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and I, I love your enthusiasm, Doctor Fan, because um, you know, I guess I, I can relate. Sometimes, like life gets a little lonely being single, and mm-hmm. um, it's somewhat nice to think about. Oh, if I could just be with someone else, right? And these thoughts creep mm-hmm. in, but it's so important to remind us these essential principles. If if God is calling us in this path, then he, this is ultimately better for us, even though it might hurt at times, even though you might be lonely at times. The overarching, you know, yeah. the, the overarching, um, I guess, framework of our lives would be so much better if we stay with God. So, Amen. You know, the Bible says that no good thing will will God withhold from them who walk uprightly. So having a spouse is a good thing. If it is good for us, the Lord will give it to us at the right time. If he thinks in his wisdom it is no good, he'll give us something better to replace it. <laughs> uh, greatly said. Uh, wisely said, better put. Wisely said. Um, Dr. Pham, I want to ask uh, another question to you. Um, so in your choice to be single, I just want to hear, what are what are some benefits as well as challenges that you faced in this choice? To me, practically the benefits are many and the challenges are very few. Um, The benefits, for instance, I could fully commit my time, money, energy for God's work. And I'm free to respond to any call for service from anywhere. And I have more time also to upgrade myself, to learn new skills so that I can serve better. Well, there are challenges. To me, the only main challenge is I really have to be beware of selfishness. I need to keep reminding myself mm. of this. You know, it is normal to exercise benevolence and love towards our spouse and our biological children, but it does take effort, at least initially, to do the same for others not related to us. It takes time to build a relationship and form bonding with others. So I think this is a major uh, challenge which single people need to remind of themselves of selfishness. Mm. The other one, well, if those of us happen to live to old age and may need, we may need to go to old folks' home if there was, there's no one to care for us. But uh. that's the least of my problem. <laughs> I know God will take care of us. <laughs> hey, that's, 
that's a really, you know, thing that I didn't really think about because, you know, I'm 22. I, I haven't thought like when I'm 80, you know, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, it's a real, it can be an issue, right? Cause you don't have kids and then you don't have a wife and you really yeah. gotta, you gotta really have to place yourself in God's hand at that point, you know? Amen. So, Amen. <laughs> wow. Um, I want to dive into what you said, the challenge about uh, selfishness. And I kind of also heard you say like, you have to really surround yourself with community because if you don't have a wife and kids, like you go home to your own home, to yourself, right? Like when you go home to a wife, like someone is kind of like basically forced, I mean, not forced, but they choose to be there. And then they kind of keep you accountable in a sense, right? But if, but yes. with, without that, like you have to develop your own support network. So I guess how, how is that for you, you know, being out in the mission field? Like how, how do you make sure you, how do you surround yourself with community? Well, my home is open to everybody. At the current while I'm speaking, I have students who are staying with me, volunteers staying with me. And most of these students are actually orphans or come from dysfunctional home. Mm. And they have great need of to pay their school fees, etc. And so I keep them in my house. And then hopefully through loving them and caring for them, some of them will be led to love and serve God in the future. Mm. And so I'm, I'm never lonely. My house is mm. full of people. That's and beautiful. And, and then as I serve the community, the patients, most of our patients are very poor. They cannot pay, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, there's enough to, how to say, call out from us, uh, compassion and sympathy for these people. Mm. And so it is important for us uh, who are single to, to mingle. <laughs> not not mingling as in mingle to you know find someone but mingle as in yes yeah I, I love how in essence you're like a father to those kids who you bring into your house you know it's true some of them actually call me daddy you know and i say well if they have not been mature enough spiritually to consider our heavenly father is their real father I'll temporarily play the role mm. until they mature enough. Right. But I think the beautiful thing on that point, you know, you kind of model what a fatherly figure should be and point toward our heavenly father, right? Like by Amen. the way you act, they can see, oh, wow, there's actually, there's actually men that can treat me well in my life. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I, I come from... Uh, I come from a pretty well off and, and I was taken care of well in my family, but I, I have friends who come from broken families and what's difficult for them is the father wounds, you know, mm -hmm. where yes. it really hurts. And, and a presence like you, you choosing mm -hmm. to be single allows yourself to minister as a quote unquote father to people who mm -hmm. really need a father. So that's mm -hmm. beautiful. Like that's, that's so awesome to see how, God has been using you in your singleness. Um, yeah, I, I just want to know more in a sense, like, you know, because you've chosen to be single, how, like, how have you seen God work in your life? Like, I guess maybe share a story or two about like some, I don't know, awesome adventures or things you've been able to do in singleness. Well, 
You know, in, in our mission field, there are a lot of hospitals. Most of our hospitals are not doing well. And I'm able to respond to the call mm. to serve in these uh, mission hospitals whenever the need arises. And God willing, actually, I'll be going to Ethiopia to serve there in April. Wow. Um, because, and then meanwhile, we're trying to find somebody else to replace me here. Yeah. So it will be difficult to do this if our children, you know, frequent change of workplace can be traumatic to them. Right, especially right. Especially in adjusting to new friends. Oh, so I think this, uh, this is uh, the part which I find that uh, very fulfilling. You know, at any instance they call me, I can just pack and leave the next day. Wow. <laughs> I just love how how willing you are to to go where God leads, you know? Because, I mean, for me, honestly, uh, comfort zone's a big deal in a sense of I've lived in California for almost, yeah, 22 years of my life. And this is the first time I've been outside of, you know, my country for an extended period of time and in Malaysia for, what, four months? And it's quite an adjustment. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> I don't know. Did the moving experience like affect you before when you were in the first parts of your ministry? Was it difficult or has this just been something you've been easily able to do? Well, um, I think it's because of my background. I studied in India mm. for about five years. And so I learned to be independent, then to adapt to the environment, the food, etc. Yeah. One, some of the things which I, I like to uh, tease my voice here. I say, if you don't get married, this is the kind of food we eat every day because they are the one who, who prepare the food. And most of these boys are not very good <laughs> at preparing food, but that's no big deal to me. And I can adjust to very simple diet. Yeah. Uh, very simple. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. That's that's awesome. Uh, Dr. Fom, I know I mentioned this earlier, but I just really want to drill on this because I know that most mm -hmm. of my listeners um, are like aged 18 to 34. And I'm pretty sure a decent amount of them are single. And yet I'm mm -hmm. one to get married. And sure. coming from, I guess, your life experience and what have you seen? Like, what are, what's some like words of advice you'd, you'd say to someone like me, you know, someone who's single but still desires to get married? Sure. To those of us who are currently single and who is planning to get married sometime, I would say treasure and maximize your singlehood. Mm. This is your golden opportunity to endeavor to do things which may not be possible when you are tied down with family responsibilities. Mm. Invest your time, talent, money to get involved in some worthy projects, such as going for mission trips to help the poor and needy. It is also the best time to pursue the dreams and visions God has given us. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, I totally agree yeah. with that. Because yeah, like you said, singleness allows, a f I guess, a flexibility in a sense of really fully committing to God, right? Like you don't mm -hmm. have to think about coming home and taking care of the kid or... Oh, yeah. but, which was a beautiful thing. No, I'm not saying it's not, but it, it does take time, right? Mm -hmm. Like for me, mm -hmm. for example, the fact that I came to Malaysia and I'm able to just do a podcast and, um, I mean, try some stuff like Spartan, Spartan is like an obstacle race, do stuff like that. Like 
I I have probably would probably not be able to do this if I was in a relationship or married, like because it's true. I wouldn't have had the time, right? And because of that, I get it's to have true. conversations like this with you. And um, yeah, there there is a beauty, and I think that's so important for listeners to hear that there is a beauty in singleness. Like singleness is not a curse. Like everyone starts out no. single, and no. We have to really, like you said earlier, be happy and content in being ourselves. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Would you say, like, or actually, yeah, on that train of thought, like, how have you found, like, um, yeah, ha- ha- in maybe the early stages of your singleness, like, as as you realize that this is, you know, this is what's going to be for the rest of your life. Like, how did you find comfort in being single well i can uh, say that every time i have any discouragement challenges my comfort is always from the lord Mm. um most of the time i'm alone you know uh, when i face challenges and it is quite difficult to find somebody to confide with Mm. so i bring all my troubles to jesus you know i still remember one time i was critically ill in Zambia with malaria. I'm, I'm not getting well. I was the only doctor at that time. Uh-huh. The other doctor went home for holiday. <laughs> and this Goodness. malaria was so serious that it, it can kill us or become unconscious. Yeah. And But I have to manage two hospitals at that time. If I <laughs> leave, then these patients will have nobody to look after. Yeah. And I told God that, well, I know how to treat malaria, but to treat malaria, you must have a rest. I have no rest. I've been taking medicine, one course after another, changing to another. My goodness. It doesn't get better. Yeah. But I pray to God. I say, Lord, if I die tonight, then you have to look after the patients for me. You know, mm. uh, my work is over. But God have graciously kept me. So I found that in times of challenge, trouble, God has always been my comfort. Mm. And there's really no fear. Mm. uh, to know that he's with us yeah all be well yeah and on that train of thought first of all that's a that's a beautiful story because i mean life-threatening situation your colleague Mm -hmm. is gone you have to manage Mm -hmm. two hospitals at the same time while you're sick i mean that that was the lord and like keeping you alive right and um i guess to Maybe those of us who, you know, are single and, and, you know, it's a joy to confide to another person, right? And I think that's what's the beauty of marriage sometimes is that, oh, you can talk to this other person who's physically there. Like, how, how would that's you, true. how would you like advise someone who maybe is like, how, I mean, how do I confide to God? How do I really feel or know he's there for me? Well, it is my faith. You know, um, in fact, you can have the promptings of the Holy Spirit. God says that He's with us all the time, and we can really open our hearts to Him. Mm. And that is very true. We can experience it, and you know, and through His working in our lives, we know He's real. Yeah, He's not some vague person out there. He's really real. Right. And sometimes you can, uh, how to say, practically, as if you're hearing Him talking to you. You know, in, in situations where we need his help during surgery, 
you could practically sense his presence when we face very challenging case mm. and you know he is there. That mm. kind of experience, I think we have to uh, build it up by uh, spending time with him every day. Mm. Then we'll recognize his voice. Mm. We'll know that we're not alone. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I thank God for such a wonderful uh, gospel that you know, Christ said, I will not leave you alone. You know, I'm with you. Right, even right. to the end of the world, to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it, that's the best gift we can ever receive from God. Mm. So spend time with Him and then, you know, follow His way and He'll instruct us and He'll teach us the way we should go. And mm. we should never feel alone that way. Yeah. You know, that's a beautiful thing because like, how do I say this? People, people are like, how do I know what God wants? Like, in essence, they're saying like, how can I hear his voice? And you made it very simple, you know, spend time with him. How, 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 mm-hmm. how do you know it's him? You, well, you got to know who he is before, Amen. before you know what he wants you to do. And, you know, I, yes, I've had earlier episodes on this about like daily devotionals and the importance of daily time with God. Um, I'm just curious for you, like what, how does that look like for you? And how do you spend time with God? Well, if there's no emergency, oh, I was uh, first thing in the morning, have my prayers, mm. study the spirit of prophecy, study the Bible, and then meditate. And then when this lunchtime, you know, afternoon, then spend time with God. If I'm in the operating theater, wow. as soon as one thing is finished, mm. I'll quickly go to a, a room where there's nobody there. I have my devotion there. Wow. I carry a pocket Bible with me, wow. you know, wherever I go. So I can easily read the scriptures. And then when evening comes, again, I'll spend time with, with the Lord, you mm. know. Um, so we should be in constant touch with Him. Mm. Um, I like the statement by Sister White. It said, our, our last thought at night and our first thought in the morning should be Christ. Mm, wow. And so, so long we stay connected with Him, I think life will be very fulfilling. I love how you set these rhythms. It's not just, you know, five minutes in the morning. I mean, you spend time with God in the morning. And like you said, as you come out of a surgery, you just go into an empty room. You and your connection with God is so important. And I can I can see that in the way in our conversation, like there's just this palpable joy. You know, I'm not even with you in person and I can sense this this peace that passes understanding. You know, because some Amen. people that maybe I talk to about singleness, you know, yeah, there, there's just a general longing for something else. You know, longing for this relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really hope, you know, God will send me this person. And for you, mm-hmm. you've just really found rest and peace in God. And I think that's Amen. something that I could learn from you as well. Just really being content. Like, yes, I want to get married someday. And that's a beautiful thing. But being content in the now, like God is here. Like God loves me. God cares about me. And it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and looking at your life, like seeing how God has used you and how you have just really embraced this calling for you to be single. Like so many people's lives I'm sure have been impacted by what you are doing and how you've been serving God because you've just, you know, you've kept that connection with God. So I just want to commend you on that, I guess. (laughs) 
Praise God. Yeah. Um, so, hey, Dr. Fom, thank you again so much for your time. Um, before mm-hmm. I end each episode, I usually ask this question. So as we continue mm-hmm. on our faith journey, which is the theme of this podcast, what are some last words of advice you'd like to give to our listeners? Well, as we, as we run the race of faith, it is of paramount importance that we stay closely connected with Jesus, always lifting him up. As we focus our eyes on him, we become changed into his likeness, and his love will continue to motivate us to love God supremely and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Mm, that. It's a great way to close it. It's literally summarizing everything we've been saying. Connection with Christ is huge. Amen. So, hey, Dr. Fom, um, I mean, first of all, I know you're in Uganda, right? So I guess if my listeners want to connect with you, how how can we connect with you and what you're doing right now? Well, you can always uh, uh, go to my WhatsApp or my email. Okay. I think WhatsApp is very, very easy. WhatsApp. Yes. Don't worry about it's putting your number. Uh, oh, oh. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I'll, okay. I will put your number in like the show notes. So oh, okay. don't worry That'd about reading out. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. Give it to anybody. Okay. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and uh, your email is, just for reference, uh, leongfarm7 okay. at gmail.com. Leong is L E O N G F A M seven at gmail.com all small letters awesome that will also be in the show notes dr fam thank you so much for your time and your insight i think this conversation is going to be really helpful for uh everyone that's been listening so thank you welcome my pleasure good day well it was so much fun listening to this conversation again thanks dr fam for being on the podcast And for all you singles out there, you know, in the midst of COVID-19, things can get kind of lonely sometimes. I feel you. So I encourage you to really connect with friends and family and just foster those relationships. For those of you that are single out there, I don't recommend this as a good time to date, but I mean, that's up to you. How I'm looking at this time is really taking this opportunity to rethink my life and, you know, ask myself questions like, where am I going? Who is God calling me to serve and how can I grow? So yeah, I encourage you to develop rhythms of self-assessment. You know, it's a super vital life skill that's useful throughout, yeah, your entire life. So if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more content, feel free to subscribe or follow on whatever podcast player you are using. Personally, I only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to, so subscribing will make sure you get new podcast episodes delivered to your podcast player every week. And if you found this episode meaningful, feel free to share it with your friends through maybe a direct message or post on your Instagram or Facebook stories. My prayer is that this podcast can be a source of encouragement for you and others as we continue on our faith journey. And I hope that others can find out about this new podcast series on love and relationships. Hey, next week, we're talking about dating. (laughs) Oh, so many words and things come to my mind when I hear that word. (laughs) And I bring on my friends, Pastor Jeremy Raj and Jesslyn Coy, who have been dating for two years now. 
So they open up about their dating journey, how God has led them together, and some important things to consider you know, when you're looking for a dating partner and a lot more. So I'm looking forward to releasing this podcast episode next week. As always, remember the words of the great Beth Moore. To God, our journey is just as important as our destination. God bless and see you next time.